Hello and welcome to the Bite Size Gaming Podcast, the podcast that's serving up a buffet of RPG topics to get you through your week. My name is Zach, and the host joining me this evening is the Dapper DM, Troy Sandlin. How are we doing this evening, everybody? And then we also have a special guest, Lissa, with the Rupture RPG. Yes. Hello. So this is one of our special creator interviews, um, and we've got an extra special one today because not only is Lissa coming in to talk about uh, the Kickstarter that she's a part of, but this is day one of the Kickstarter. Day one. So yep. uh, that's a special day um, that we get to share with, with, with Lissa and her team at this point, so that's great. Yeah. So, Lissa, tell me, before we get started in the discussion of Rupture, tell me what you would like our audience to know about Lissa. Who are you? Um, Hi. So, I am 29 years old. Uh, I am a content creator that actually hooked up with uh, Storycraft Games and Rupture RPG because of TikTok. Um, on TikTok, I am a D&D uh, content creator um, and cosplayer, and I also do a variety of live streams um, on my own, as well as with other people. So uh, this morning, I was actually on the Dead Bard Society's Twitch channel playing my variant tiefling bard, Sarlai's Melodia, and we had Sad Girl Hours. Um, I did actually make people cry with my RP, and I felt very powerful because of it. Um, <laughs> yes, I love it. But I, I'm on uh, now six separate TTRPG streams, oh. along with doing my own Twitch streams, and I am my grandfather's caretaker as well. That's a lot. Wow, that six, is a lot. Six RPG streams now. Yep. You say RPG stream, so are they all Rupture and or D&D, or is there a mixed bag in addition to that? So, uh, at the moment, there are just the, the Rupture and D&D, so it's about, it's split halfway. So I've okay. got three D&D, three Rupture, um, and my boyfriend is actually, we're trying to do a Call of Cthulhu one-shot for Halloween. Because that's his thing that he very much enjoys. Um, been playing TTRPGs for about past seven years, but I've owned books for the past 20 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, just never had anyone to play with. That's fair. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. I think Troy so, went through that same phase at one point. Yep, sure did. Sure did. Oh, but this was like back when the games were all chiseled on stone tablets. I mean, the edition wars, really brutal. Yes. <laughs> so, so I, I uh, gotta ask. I got. I gotta ask before we get going. Six streams. Do you have trouble keeping your characters separate in your head? Like when you're going to play in a game, it's like, oh nope, this is the wrong character. You know. Do you mix uh, stuff when up? it comes to accents, uh, oh, I've definitely mixed up accents like crazy. Um, and that's why, like, so Mondays I'm on a stream called uh, Bros and Dragons, and that's also a podcast. Um, and that one's fun because uh, I, I'm actually playing a changeling 
Oh, and uh, so she's a changeling that's kind of like mostly been integrated into society. So she is a soul knife rogue and trickster cleric. Um, so when she's in her uh, like to the general public, she appears to be a cleric of the five, um, which is part of the the homebrew world uh, that Doc has created. And uh, but so when she's when I'm talking as Mirinda, I sound like this. Um, but when I'm as Montera, I drop that accent. So, so you not, got you you have to keep it balanced even within a single string. Which yeah. Is, yeah. <clears throat> I, uh, Theater kids. That's <laughs> right. I was gonna say. Gonna say my players are lucky if they get Zach's regular voice. And uh, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> that's <your stuff's> lucky. <clears throat> my players ask for my regular voice. That's how we. That's how we roll. No, um, uh, one of my characters. Uh, so my other tief variant tiefling, uh, but she's a assassin. Uh, she uh, talks with a really heavy southern accent, and it's funny because when people hear that I'm from Georgia, they expect me to sound like this. Well, that's not even remotely what I actually sound like. <laughs> Love it. That's I, cool. uh... My players, uh... Really, really want Eberron, the world of Eberron, to be, like, super Western. And they all whip out their <laughs> southern accents. As soon as, as soon as we got into that world, I don't know what it was about it. Maybe it's just the, you know, you start in this, you know, one-horse town sort of a description, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they were like, "This is a Western game," and I'm like, "All right, fine. This is how this is how we're going to do It is now. now." Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and sometimes in the Western games, you you go to the big city. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And you got to talk all educated and stuff. Educated. Exactly. Educated. Well, hey, no, all like, right, cool. So one of my characters, uh, she is what I lovingly describe as a herbo. Um, she actually does have good intelligence and wisdom. It's just she has to be in the correct uh, situation for this little. So this is the uh, my half elf druid in Curse of Strahd. It's actually like one of the handful of games that's not streamed. Um, and so like literally the first thing that Clariel said when we met the gunslinger was, "What's a horse?" Amazing. Fair enough. <laughs> what a wonderful character to bring into Curse of Strahd. <laughs> <laughs> she was just reading really in her tree when she gets yeah. the, like plopped into like the Curse of Strahd into Barovia, and she's like, "I have absolutely no fucking clue what's going on." <laughs> oh my gosh, that's the best. Oh, I would I would be absolutely delighted if that showed up in my Strahd game. <laughs> Our DM loved loves her. Um, at one point in time, I wild shaped into a bear while on our Warforged shoulders, um, and she stopped and was like, "Did you hop off his shoulders, or are you still on his shoulders?" Wild shaped into a black bear. I'm like, you know what? For comedy's sake, she is still on his shoulders. That's awesome. <laughs> like carnival teddy bear style. 
fantastic. Oh my gosh. And I'm sure Strahd loves every minute of this. He uh, complimented my my character because at one point I wild shaped into a dire wolf and like was able to counter his dire wolves. Mm. Metagaming without Absolutely. metagaming as a druid is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so here, let's do this. Alright, so now that we know a little bit about Lissa, let's transition and let's have a chat about Rupture. And I'm going to go ahead and reveal the Kickstarter for folks on stream here. If you're following along with us live, you should see the Kickstarter now. Uh, so, Rupture RPG on Kickstarter as of today, the 5th, and going for 30 days with a $20,000 goal. Uh, Lisa, tell us, what is Rupture RPG? So, Rupture RPG is a D12-based high-fantasy tabletop roleplay game. Um, that is based in the land of Toral. Um, this has been a 15-year project for our creator, Sean. Um, and so a little bit of history of the land of Toral. Uh, so magic used to not really be common. Um, and an event called the Great Rupture occurred about 300 years ago um, and released a bunch of mana into the world. And now mana and magic is just a part of everyone's being. So even, like, the barbarian can pick up spells without it having to be, like, a class thing or anything. Like, obviously, there are um, spell-based casters um, mm -hmm. as classes, but, like, even the tiny little gnome rogue could use chaos magic on you. Hmm. Interesting. So, so, world ruptures. Now magic is prevalent. Everybody can use it. Um, what does this world, other other than the magic side of things, what does this world feel like when you step into it? Is it is it a whole bunch of like are the are there a lot of empires or has the la or has the infusion of all this magic kind of broken apart civilization? Like what is um, it? So there's that side there's like? one big empire, and for the life of me, I am blanking on the name right this second um but there's one big empire and basically uh there is one major religion that has been accepted as the religion for this empire because of a war with the what to say it was the the orcs mm. or ogres what ogres um and uh so it is a polytheistic society, but in the empire itself, there is only one religion that is accepted. Mm. Mm. Um, but for the most part, you know, like there, there's the the goblins with their society. Um, they're actually uh, kind of freedom fighters because they had been uh, enslaved for a while. Um, there, there's the. Sianok, they are fox people. Um, there's fairies, of course, elves. Um, Jimnar are our version of dark elves. Um, Rajin are a, a cat folk type of people. Um, there's so many different types uh, of species out there and a variety of different things that you can do. And it basically, the limit in Rupture is what your imagination is. Hmm. 
Okay. So would you say then that the Rupture RPG is a lighter system than a traditional like Dungeons and Dragons? Um, in many ways, yes. Um, in other ways, it I I definitely get a like three point five um, vibe from Rupture in some ways um, because it is uh, while it is RP heavy and like we do have a system in order to allow brand new players to come in and just start learning how to play. Um, like there, we've got a lot of different skills, whereas like you know D and D five E has simplified to like the handful of skills on mm-hmm. the front page of your character sheet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so there's um, a there's a blend of like a a, a rediversification of some of those things like skills. Um, but I was also reading through here, and there's a focus on like the rule of cool and and mm-hmm. having a really oh, yeah. fun yeah. time at the table. Yeah. So in our dev game, um, in session one, uh, my hybrid uh, elf fairy, um, you know, I met one of the party members, and, uh, you know, she's a bard, and she was basically bragging, oh, you know, like, if you hand me an instrument, I can play it, basically. And so he picks up a rock and hands it to her and goes, okay, play this. And I just stopped for a second, I was like, do I create literal rock music? <laughs> I created literal rock music. I, I used a spell called uh, Voices on the Wind, threw the rock at the gate, and it played uh, Thunderstruck as it hit the gate. <laughs> nice. As, as oh it God. should. That's right. <laughs> so, okay, so... The other thing, let's let's stick on let's stick on mechanics for a minute, little bit. So, let's suppose that most of our listening audience is super familiar with D and D, and can use that as their base point. Okay. How how is the Rupture RPG mechanically different than like Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons? Okay, so first off, beyond the obvious, hey, we're using D12s instead of a D20. Um, we have exploding dice. So when you roll a 12, you keep rolling until okay. you no longer get a 12, which means if you're first level and you're insanely lucky and are trying to fight a god and you roll high enough, you can fight a god. There might be consequences for it, but you can actually, in theory, succeed. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. So, exploding dice um, are are core. Then that's that's a really interesting idea. A lot of there's a lot of mechanic. There's a lot of systems where exploding dice are kind of on the periphery, right? Like maybe mm-hmm. um, for super particular things. But would you say that 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 idea of like exploding is something that happens quite regularly at the table with the rupture? It depends on who's rolling, but yes. <laughs> Enough. Let's let's be honest, <laughs> and uh, we also have, uh, of course, like other system, we've got uh, critical fails, but we have um, what has been compared to like a fumble chart, um, and so like when you roll a one, you roll the d twelve again, um, okay. and if you roll a seven or above, you're pretty much okay, um, but if you roll a six or below. Things start getting interesting. So I've got my little cheat sheet from Gen Con, actually. 
so I can read what happens to you. So if you roll a six, unforeseen consequences occur. Five is minor additional effects, so like knocking over an object while trying to sneak. Um, four is an effect that makes the task harder. So uh, like you bump into the guard as you're trying to sneak past. Um, three is something impedes you further, like you knock over a statue onto yourself and can't get out from under it easily. Two is the consequence has rippling effects, changes how the scene was supposed to run, and number one is the complete opposite of what you intended to happen happens. Ooh. Guess who, while okay. running games as the narrator, uh, while running the BBEG, rolled a one and then proceeded to roll another one? Not once, not oh. twice, but three times at Gen Con? <laughs> Nice. Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's the, that makes for the best stories though, right? Oh yeah. Oh, it was hilarious. It was absolutely hilarious. But I'm sitting there and I'm like I intended for you guys to have like this epic battle. No, nope. no, you you use a fear spell on this sea crone and she just screams as she runs out the cave. You guys get the uh, the treasure that you are here for, and uh, what do you do next? And they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to use that trick we used on the whale earlier to uh, lift it 100 feet in the air. We're just going to lift ourselves out of the cave and uh, just ignore the fact that we've got pirates waiting for us, to, and we were supposed to split the treasure with them. Nice. Had it been a campaign, not only would the pirates be after them, the crone would be after them as oh, well. That's right. That's right. Uh, no repercussions in a, in a one-shot. Yep, that's right. Exactly. Interesting. Okay, so we've got, we've got a D12, and we've got exploding dice. Um, and then you've already kind of gone over the idea that the world is this, this fragmented uh, or, uh, and broken apart, but then this magic infusion, and then there's the single empire... Um, we talked about a whole variety of new races. Um, what other things do you think set this game apart from the traditional fantasy RPG? So another thing that sets us apart is when you do your skill checks. Um, we have a success and uh, what is the word I'm thinking of? Let me pull up one of my character sheets because I'm blanking on the word. Critical fail. So we've got a success and critical failures uh, chart. Um, and depending on how you've, uh, written up your character, um, determines, like, how many successes, uh, you'll need to do this, but when you fill up the successes, you level up that skill. So, outside of oh. your character okay. leveling, you can level a skill. And obviously, like, like when you level your character, you can also level skills up but because you can uh, roll your d4 and find out how many uh, skill points you get. Oh, I love that. That's really fun. Um, so it, it, it encourages you to use, to like specialize in certain skills or to roll those skills as often as you can um, because that's the way that you're going to level them up. Oh, that's great. Well, yeah, and see, because of that, um, if there is something that you've not taken a skill in yet, 
you can take that skill at level zero and if you market you know you you're successful with it you market and you can in theory level that skill up without ever having uh in character leveling to have put points yes. into it yet that's 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 the thing that i was thinking about is that like you can have your barbarian that you know is is there's no skill uh, if you were talking in D and D terms. There's no skill that bar barbarians can take that's sleight of hand. But you could have your your pickpocketing barbarian if you're willing to you know oh, give yeah. it a go enough, enough times. You can actually yeah. get pretty good at it. Interesting, interesting. Um, well, that's fascinating. I'm gonna stew on that probably for the rest of this evening. Um, Thomas is gonna in our next interview. Thomas is gonna be looking at me as I'm looking distracted off into the distance and I'll just be thinking about <laughs> skill leveling. <clears throat> Interesting. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Alright, so we've got all those. Now, talk to me about the types of adventures that one typically gets up to in this sort of a world. Okay, so you can do, as I said, anything in this world. Um, and it is a it is a high fantasy based um, system, so mm -hmm. if you're using the base game itself, um, like obviously it's going to be like the the traditional fantasy Dungeons Dragons things of that nature taverns, um, but it's also a really good baseline for other games. So like mm -hmm. uh, they have uh, Sean and Kenny and Danny at one point in time. Uh, they ran a one-shot that was based around Candyland. <laughs> Alright. I like this. Yep, makes sense. I'm all for this. I'm done. Um, so, like, you... Basically, as I said, it's whatever your imagination can come up with. Hmm. Now, depending on what you're trying to do, um, your target number for hitting will be higher. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're trying to sneak past the guard, the target number, depending on, like, what level the guard sure. is, he it might be a 12. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you're trying to sneak past the uh, siren in her cove, because they're territorial, your target number might be, like, a 24. <laughs> For sure. For sure. So if you don't have a plus in that, in that skill, if you're not trained, then you're going to have to roll a 12 twice, is what you're telling me. Yeah. Sort of situation. Aha. Aha. I'm catching on. See, it's not that difficult. <clears throat> yeah. Interesting. Okay. All right. Got it. All right. So a wide variety. Easy to stuff stuff in whatever sorts of adventures you like in your high fantasy setting. Even Candyland, meeting King Candy and the rest of his crew. Uh, all right. So we know a bit about the world. I am looking here at your reward tiers. And uh, I want to have a little conversation about those, if you don't mind. Okay. Go so for it. So let me it. scroll all the way down here. Um, so the core product is the hardcover player's handbook. And then you also have a softcover narrator's guide, which I'm going to assume is, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, is like a somewhat close approximation to like the DM's guide in... Yeah, the, the narrator... So, narrator is our version of the, the DM. Perfect. Perfect. And then we have a creature deck, which is 
almost certainly going to be like stat blocks or notes for different creatures that yep. you might encounter. That's cool. Then we have a uh, map. Um, and then we have, of course, our stretch goals. Um, now, I know at higher levels, you also unlock a, a narrator screen and a laminated map. And is that all the physical product that you guys are offering? That's a lot. Uh, but is that? am I missing anything? Uh, let me double check real quick. Uh, yes. Alright, well, actually. Uh, no. Okay, that's right. So, we're actually, with the stretch goals, mm -hmm. um, we're also going to be doing custom playing cards, because uh, Rupture actually... Um, like I was saying earlier, we actually have a background uh, creation as part of your character creation. Um, and what this entails is you're rolling a d12 to find out, are, like, do you know your family? Um, are your parents alive? How many siblings do you have? This, that, next thing. Um, like, what your parents and siblings' place in society is. How they feel about you. Um, how your surrounding area feels about you and your family, um, whether or not your character is from the species, uh, like, home territory or not. Um, and then we also have playing cards involved. Okay. So, with the playing cards that come into effect, you we have personal history events. Um, mm. So... You take a standard deck, including the jokers, shuffle them up, um, and you will roll another d12. Based on your number, whatever that is, you divide that by two and round up. That is how many cards you are going to pull from the deck. Okay. Um, Red cards are positive life events. Black cards are negative life events. Hmm. Um, so, like, the character I have uh, pulled up in front of me at the moment, just because it was the, the one I was closest to clicking on, um, mm -hmm. she, I, I apparently pulled a uh, couple black cards, so she has spent time in jail. Um, she's also addicted to uh, what has been dubbed the Indiana Secret because of some events that happened at Gen Con. <laughs> awesome. But I, I will just say this. The D.A.R.E. program was right. <laughs> it only took 29 years for it to, to happen, though. <laughs> and no one told me it would be wholesome metalheads. Fair enough. It's always the wholesome metalheads. Always. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, the Jokers, um, if you pull them, they have a special thing that occurs. So if you pull the Joker that is the equivalent of a red card, let me scroll down real quick. I've got the PDF in front of me as well as I'm doing this. Okay, so the red Joker. We have Divine Gifts and Supernatural Curses are the Black Joker. Mm. Um, so if mm. you pull the Joker, you pull out the, that D12 again. 
And depending on what you roll, that is what you get. However, if you roll an 11 or 12, you get to choose whatever your divine gift or supernatural curse happens to be. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I dig this a lot, actually. Um, I'm not going to lie. Like, the, the playing really card fine. aspect. Any sort of randomness to character background mm-hmm. creation is, a, in my opinion, often excellent. Yes. Um, and the bigger the number of possibilities and to some extent the more vague those possibilities like the idea of like you spend time in jail that's a great that's a great uh you know personal background piece it's not too much not too little you can decide what that means for your character but it it forces you to make a character decision that you may not have otherwise considered as part of your build right you build this awesome Mm -hmm. badass elf wizard and then all of a sudden he's also spent time in jail and you have to rectify how is my you know, high elf wizard uh, why, why did he spend spend time in a prison and, and what was, you know, why didn't he buy his way out or his family buy his yeah. way out um, so awesome I dig this a lot actually and I like I like that it's on playing cards just because I think anytime we can insert playing cards into our games in this way like for fun mechanics it's, mm-hmm. it's just a fun thing it's fun to shuffle cards you could do the same exact thing with a table in a book, right? Yeah. You have a 54 line item table, and you could do the exact same results. But shuffling cards, drawing cards is fun. It's physical. And uh, I think especially because you're just doing this at the beginning with character backgrounds, like, it just makes all yeah, that Yeah, the playing cards don't come into play except for character creation. Um, but... The reason why I brought the playing cards up was that's another one of the physical things for stretch goals. So, um, uh, if we hit 45,000, uh, there's custom playing cards. Um, mm-hmm. 55,000 uh, is a ruptured dice bag. Mm-hmm. Let me scroll down on the correct part. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, at 60,000, now I don't know if this is physical or not. Um, this one might just be digital, but uh, we're going to create a module called the secret of the golden road um and then if we hit eighty thousand, we will have the aforementioned goblin plushie so throughout the uh rupture uh player's handbook Hmm. there will be examples that uh we have called goblin time um Hmm. so this this aforementioned goblin plushie is the goblin that is used as the example. <laughs> nice. Awesome. So he'll have potions, daggers, and his fish sandwich. You gotta have the fish sandwich. I know, right? John's uh, John's daughter would obsess about this plushie yes. drawing. Yes. yes, she would. Her, her favorite book, Lissa, is a book called, uh, I believe, Nobody Likes a Goblin. Right, nobody likes a goblin. Oh, um, and it's it's about a goblin that is actually everybody should like, but in the, in the story nobody does. So yeah, um, it's delightful. So yes, this would be her new favorite thing. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> okay, so we got that. We know what the physical rewards are. Obviously, there is a digital side to these rewards as well. The player's handbook and the narrator's guide. 
there's a lot of different pledge tiers all the way from obviously the one dollar like hey thumbs up you guys are making something cool and want to support it tier all the way down to the 250 dollar tier that comes with all the physical stuff all the stretch goals high resolution map in uh laminated and um you also get to inject some inspired art from one of your own characters into the game. Um, mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a whole bunch of options in between that. I think the one to highlight right now, because we don't often get to do so, is to say that there is an early bird super backer kit for 65 bucks, And uh, basically, you're getting a super good deal. As far as I can tell... It's about 20 bucks off the the standard Kickstarter pricing. Mm -hmm. uh, you get about a $20 uh, discount. Correct. Perfect. Uh, for backing in the first 48 hours. So as of this recording, you got 37 hours left to go, which means that we're looking at somewhere around the midnight on the 8th before uh, this becomes unavailable. No, not the 8th. Noon on the 7th. Awesome. I can do math. <coughs> <laughs> math. So, so sixty-five bucks gets you the hardcover, the soft cover, the creature deck, the map, and all stretch goals. So it's a great deal. Um, looking here, uh, sweet. And there's no cap on the number of people. So as long as you hear this or, see, or check out the Kickstarter by then, you have an opportunity to pick this up. Right. Troy. Is there anything else that we need to know about the Rupture RPG Kickstarter? I don't know. I, I would say that uh, Alyssa covered it pretty well. I mean, it, it seems very... It's got just enough crunch, it sounds like, to make, you know... To have something to, to sink your teeth into, but also opens it up enough that you can obviously kind of let your imagination run wild. I dig the fact that your character creation has a lot of randomness to it. Um, I feel like usually, generally speaking, better characters come out of random dice rolls. Well, and another thing about that is that a lot of people, one of the things that is makes getting into tabletop gaming difficult for them is, oh, like, I don't know what I want to do for my character background, and it's it's daunting. Mm-hmm. So when you have a system in place like this, um, it takes the onus off of new players for coming up with that background. Um, it, it gives them a scaffold for their imagination to go, mm. okay, well, this is what's happened in my character's life, mm. and uh, I can go from here. If I want to expand on this, I can, um, mm. but I don't have to. Mm. Yeah. Ah, uh, I adore. So you, I'll, I'll go ahead and note. There's three things plus a bonus thing that have got me really, really intrigued just from our chat. First thing, obviously, drawing cards, super cool character creation. Second thing, exploding dice, um, which is all, which is always cool. Um, third thing, uh, skill leveling, independent from character leveling. Those three things are very interesting, and I want to check those out. The bonus thing is something that you and I talked about before this stream, and that is that you have a quick start opportunity, and we haven't talked about that yet. Uh, but oh, if you're yes. interested in the Rupture RPG, you can head over to the Kickstarter, and there's a link, and you can get to the quick start guide, which is a whole PDF full of cool, awesome notes and, and, and previews of all the content. 
um, and that's just a down uh, drive-through RPG download. And yep. I won't get into all of that here, but I have already previewed a lot of that document, and it has even more cool ideas baked into that. So, um, um, if we and another thing, if you back the Kickstarter, um, this is a these are classes that you will only get if you back the Kickstarter. We have two classes that work as a pair. They're mm. called the Sunborn and the Moonborn. Mm. Um, they are actually really fun. Uh, I, I actually just started creating my Moonborn giant, which, in retrospect, I probably should have chosen something other than a giant, like a fairy for this, because uh, Moonborn actually uh, tend to be more like agility-based um, and giants don't get, uh, <laughs> they actually have, because they're tall and gangly, uh, you know, detriments to their <laughs> agility, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. um, they, they will buff the party just by their aura. Hmm. Interesting. I love the idea of, uh, a Kickstarter exclusive yeah Uh, set of classes and i also like the idea of a a duo of classes so okay that's cool i'm excited um bare minimum folks go check out the kickstarter campaign but i uh, i would also encourage you to go back and consider backing at the early bird tier and and picking up the whole host of rewards um lissa where can we find or what's the best way for us to find um rupture rpg not just on Kickstarter, but across all the interwebs. Alright, so I actually have the link tree already up and ready for that. Oh, look at that. Um, yeah, look at that. So, we've got a wonderful link tree. We've got the Kickstarter uh, page on there, the website, uh, Twitch channel, Twitter, uh, our Discord, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and our YouTube page. Um, for most of those social medias, if you are replying to things, it's most likely me replying to you. Heck yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's a lot of fun. I encourage you guys to join us. Um, uh, as I said, I've played a variety of different tabletop games, but like, my, my game, my primary game up till now has been D&D. Not mm-hmm. that I, I dislike other systems, it's just that's that's what most people play. So uh, I, I've definitely, uh, during the, the global panini, uh, played a lot more D&E. Uh, like, prior to the, the pandemic, I had been in a total of two campaigns. A 5th edition <laughs> and a 3.5. Good God! <laughs> I... I joined back up on TikTok as a joke because of my IRL uh, TTRPG group um, that mostly plays Call of Cthulhu. Um, our one of the forty-two-year-old twins was like, "What the fuck is TikTok?" <laughs> and just because it's a group text, I was like, "All right, the easiest way to do this is to download the app on my phone again." Um, and because it had been a case of I downloaded the app, didn't see the point, deleted it. Downloaded the app again a, a couple years later. Didn't see the point, deleted it. And then Evans was like, what the fuck is TikTok? And so I downloaded the app again, but this time it actually asked me things that would tailor the algorithm to me. And then I fell down the rabbit hole, and now I have, like, gosh, uh, coming close to 6,000 followers 
on my content. Nice. Um, it's crazy. And now I'm like, I'm doing my own streams. I like, I, I work with a, a Star Trek uh, fan film. I'm working with Storycraft. Like, things literally fall into my lap, but I don't understand it. That's awesome. Very That's cool. Awesome. Yes, you're gonna have to teach me the ways of TikTok at some point. Troy is Troy is a TikTok uh, observer, but not a creator, right? Troy, is that the best way of saying it? That, 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 yeah, I'm a consumer, not a not a producer yet. Yeah. So, so the old man is actually more advanced in this area than than I am. So, uh, oh, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to teach us, Lissa, uh, at some point, and yes. you're gonna I, I have to definitely... be the algorithm. Yeah. That algorithm that hooked you, you're going to have to be the algorithm that hooks us, evidently. So. There you go, yes. I, I can do that. Um, and if <laughs> anyone's interested in finding the plethora of projects I've worked on, and I apologize for how many freaking links I have on this, I've got like do it. damn near 30. That is my personal link tree. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yep. Alright. Oh my gosh. It's a lot. Is a lot. I, is I, right? I told you, I do a lot. I do oh a my. lot. Um, I also uh, uh, do some voice acting stuff too. So sweet. Oh my gosh, I love it. You are. This is. This is. This is impressive. I'll go ahead and say it. This is an impressive roster. Also, the fact that you have it all organized. Uh, I think Troy and John and I are how many years into this podcast and. Uh, we still can't find we're our still, Twitter. We're still, yeah, I was going to say, we're still searching for our Twitter. So, uh, congratulations. Um, wow. All right. Well, hey, this has been awesome. Thank you so much, Lissa, for hopping yeah, on. Been great. Um, I really enjoyed it. And I'm really, like I, I said at the beginning, but it makes my day to get to share in your excitement for uh, a Kickstarter launch. Um, everyone is, every one of them is exciting and special and whatnot, but whew, I'm... I'm Equally, yeah, I'm more has, so excited when it's you. Yeah, <laughs> this this has been an entire new journey for me. I've I, I've been on the other side of Kickstarter, being like, "Yeah, I want to help." Never behind mm -hmm. a Kickstarter. <laughs> no. So no. so the anxiety, the spicy anxiety today was real. Yes, 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 and it will continue to be so. But uh, we wish you the best of luck over these next thirty days. And uh, I'm real excited to get Rupture in the mail very, very soon, hopefully. Heck yeah. Oh, well, thank you for having me, guys. I very much appreciate it. Like, this has been wonderful. Well, excellent. Yeah, it, I had a great time, and I am, I am very curious about the whole Rupture experience myself. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to get in on this. Well, let's see. Awesome. Today is Tuesday. So, uh, if you guys pop in to twitch.tv slash druidlocks tomorrow, um, which is the uh, Twitch that's on the Rupture link tree, we actually uh -huh. have our dev uh, demo game on there Ooh, on Wednesdays. Okay. okay. Heck yeah. All right. Fair enough. So, let me, let me, let me, all right. Hang tight. So it's right here. Um, we're not going to click on it, but you, if you head to the ring, link tree, it's going to be right in here. And uh, I will I will get in there as soon as we're done here and give it a follow, because that sounds cool. Awesome, awesome. Thank you again for having me, guys. Hey, thank you, Lissa. Thank you, and uh, have a great night. You as well. I will be lurking in the stream. 
Beautiful. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>